Homestuck, we give nurses a place to belong. Whether that's the platform to be heard or the breathing room to be accepted right where we are today. Nurse Deck is proud to be built by our collective nurse voice. Our Insider's Perspective interview series showcases the true diversity in nursing experience through individual storytelling. We will hear from professionals from all walks of nursing life, in academia, at the bedside, in the C-suites of administration, and at the forefront of nurse-led innovation. Nurses are strong, but we need each other more than ever. Our stories connect and unite us, and we're thrilled to bring you a new one each week. I'm Jamie Smith, and this is Insider's Perspective of Nursing, the podcast. Hi, everyone. My name is Jamie Smith here on Nurse Deck, and today we are excited to interview Ms. Clara Bruno. Hi, Ms. Clara. Hi. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you all. Yes, ma'am. We are excited to interview you. So can you tell us, our listeners, our viewers, I know you are relatively new to nursing, and it took a windy path to get where you are. What did you do before nursing, and what led you to the field? So um, for... I started my career as an adult period as um, in private equity. I was in finance for for about four and a half years, many, many years ago, back when I was 20 years old, <laughs> and then um, got out of that completely and went, um, was home, well, actually I was in there, I was at another firm for like a year or so, and then I decided to just stay home with, to raise my, my son, my last um, kid, and then was a stay-at-home mom for maybe a year and a half to two years. I even picked up nannying for a little bit and then kind of worked my way back into working um, full-time. Went from doing nannying to then um, interpreting for the medical field um, and started interpreting also in the school setting. And that kind of sparked an interest in, in nursing once I was in like the hospitals interpreting for like low income, the low income community or whatnot. And it just showed me that there was like a dire need for advocacy, um, not only within the health setting, but also um, within the educational setting. And I loved that part of interpreting. So then when I started talking to other people within my own community and talked to some of my friends who were nurses. They're like, you should really get into nursing because it's a huge part of it. And so I started then looking at schools, went back to school again, got my associates. I'm more in college and, you know, (laughs) decided to go back to school while my, my youngest was in kindergarten. And that was a kind of a big bust with COVID happening. (laughs) I ended up doing, you know, teaching, (laughs) going through nursing school, being like a, a mom uh, it just like you just become like everything when they were at home that whole time so that was very interesting to go through that and then not being able to get the full-on nursing practice that you would get as a nursing student was kind of hard because i'm on a, a like on hands learner but we you know we did what we could i started working as a pct to kind of gain experience um juggled a few jobs here and there just to kind of make it work with my kids being home full time, which was very interesting. 
And it was difficult, but we made it happen. I have, you know, I have a really strong network at home of like a support system that was, they were able to get me through it and um, worked at uh, an LTAC for a couple of months, about eight months or so. And I loved it there. It was, that's where I worked as a PCT, worked there as a, as a nurse, had an amazing preceptor and then decided, you know, that that setting was not the right setting for me, but definitely um, started exploring other specialties, ended up with school nursing. And I never thought that I would be a school nurse, <laughs> and, but I love it. I love working with three to five year olds. I'm in the preschool setting at this time, but we will have a, a team of nurses that we work with. And I, I just love what I'm doing now and just learning this new specialty and then learning how to use it to help others in different ways as well. Long-winded oh. answer. <laughs> so, so tell me, you said you interpret, you did some interpretation work in the medical field. Is that right? Yeah. And that's what, is that, is that what sparked the interest to work in the medical field? Yes. Uh, that, and I have two heart conditions. So I have SVTN oh, and AFib. So that also, um, having experienced people save my life <laughs> and wow. um, having had kids and having amazing nurses um, also, and then having nurse, um, friends who are nurses also, um, you know, kind of went, all, like all that encompassed, you know, all together kind of sparked the interest many, many years ago. And then I decided, okay, maybe this is something that I want to do once I started wow. interpreting. Well, that's a big deal. You have supraventricular tachycardia and atrial fibrillation. And so through having that cardiac issue, the cardiac issues, you've met cardiologists and nurses. And so that you said sparked interest too. Is that right? That's correct. Wow. Okay. So I'm interested too. You said you worked LTAC. Is that the long-term acute care? What exactly is that? Yeah. So it's a long-term acute care facility. Um, it has mostly like um, high acuity patients. A lot of the patients are ventilated. They have, they're known for their um, RMLs, known for their like wound care um, team, and they're one of the the best in the nation. And so I learned a lot about. I mean, you do everything. I was in a unit where it's mostly primary care, so you learn to be tech nurse, everything for that patient and for the families. And with COVID, it was um, also a lot of mental health incorporated into all of that. You you see the patient come in uh, acutely ill um, with a lot of chronic diseases and um, some, you know, you, you see some of them progress and, and that's exciting, but you also see the other end of that and, you know, mm -hmm. end of life stages and that's really hard, especially as a new grad, but you, you do everything, anything from like basic care to blood transfusions to um, working yeah. with uh, an all around team. So. Yeah, that sounds intimidating uh, as a new nurse. Uh, <laughs> working as a PCT really helped because I got to work with a lot of the nurses and then, you know, we were a, kind of like a family there. So. Well, that makes a difference when you have a family, a team of people to work with. But you said it's high acuity ventilators. You did blood transfusions. You went from that eight, nine months to doing school nursing. Is that right? High, high contrast, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I still pick up PRN here and there. Um, and I, I do like to keep up my, my hospital skills and all that. But like, I, I've also um, picked up PRN with um, certain agencies doing even nursing home care. Yeah. 
it just gives you a different perspective about a lot of different types of nursing. And I got to see one end of it at, at an LTAC, other ends of it at an actual hospital, and then where they end up, whether it's a skilled nursing facility, a physical therapy facility. And then, you know, a lot of those are older, the older population, but then, you know, the, at the pre-K level, it's just very different. And school nursing is, is very different. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so Clara, how has COVID impacted your journey to nursing and how do you feel about the field today with everything going on? Oh, COVID. Again, um, my COVID experience, um, so we, I was in the middle of nursing school when this happened. So we, I think that Morton College really did a really good job at like like handling our class, even though it was, it was a bit hard, you know, we did advocate for ourselves a lot as students. Um, I was part of a nursing club there and we just, we spoke up a lot like, hey, this is not okay. Hey, we need, we need clinical size. What can we do? How can, can we get out there and like talk to these people? How, what can we do to help? So from the, from the student perspective, it was difficult because we lost the chance to do a lot of regular clinical rotations um because they were just not available either the facilities wouldn't allow us in um we had to do a lot of online um like simulations it's just different especially for someone like me who who is a hands-on learner you know i like to i like to have that experience with like a, a clinical instructor where they say here i'm going to show you how to do it we'll do it together and then i'll let you do it and then see how you can learn from your mistakes right so and that's that's exactly what I told my preceptor when I started nursing. I was like, this is how I learn. Can you please show me? Um, but it, on the other side of it too, because of COVID, so pre-COVID, I wasn't, I wasn't working full, full, full time because you can't really work full, full time, right? I mean, but then I had to kind of, as a mom, had to make and make. I'm a single um, income provider, you know, in my house. So I'm like, okay, well, how do I change this out? How do I still do nursing school, work? work kind of full-time still gain experience and you know um get through this without feeling like inadequate when i end up you know at the end of it so then i ended up picking up uber i was picking up all those side gigs side hustles that people do nowadays i was doing all of them <laughs> i could pick up a little bit here a little bit there and then i started working you know i humbled myself and said you know what i'm gonna do pct work it was way lower paid than I would have normally at even if you think Uber you, doing it, being an Uber driver, you can make $20, $25 an hour. If you do it well, you know how to do it, execute it. And so I went from doing that to like, you know, I'm going to take the $15 an hour and I'm going to suck it up and I'm going to do this because I want to see what it feels like to work in a hospital setting, like actually work there. And so I did that. And even though it's an LTAC, I feel like there I was going to gain a lot more experience for a lot of different things. I feel like, um, the healthcare community for nurses don't give LTACs a lot of credit. Like they don't, sometimes they don't even acknowledge it as, as experience. I'm like, wow, this is crazy because we do get a lot of experience. So even as a, as a PCT, I was like, Hey nurse, can I, I can't physically do something like I can have you allow me to do physically something, but can I observe you? So all the things that you learn through observation, I was able to do that. Like, Hey, um, can I 
see you give that blood transfusion. Can I just sit in for a little bit? I've done all my work. Can I come, you know, do this with you? And so they allowed me to do that. You know, it was one to one a lot for a lot of these things that you would have not even have gotten in a clinical setting um, during a, a nurse rotation. So I think it just it just changed, but it also helped me gain a lot more than I would have had it not happened. So it was tragic. It's a horrible situation. Nobody would have wanted it to happen, but I think it definitely allowed me to learn that hey, you learn to pivot as a nurse. You things happen and things get crazy pretty quickly. So you just learn, and and that's what I did as a student, and then as a mom, as a nurse, as a person in this pandemic. So yeah, it was cool. I mean, it was cool, but interesting, but not at the same time. <laughs> NurseDex community advocates are passionate nurses who share their stories with our community and their followers. So apply today to join our Scrub Verified program. You'll work with a community that celebrates diversity and values your opinions. Access support and guidance from other Scrub Verified nurses. Get free NurseDex gear every month and become eligible for cross-promotion. There are also opportunities to work with us on a long-term basis by joining our advisory panel, where you can influence NurseDex growth and development to advance nurses' well-being globally. Interested? We'd love to have you. Check out nursedeccom programs to learn more. Yeah, I'm, I'm hearing you talk. And so I, I've been out for 13 and a half years and you caught my attention. You said middle of nursing school and well, you said middle of nursing school. It was when COVID hit. Is that right? Mm -hmm. And then you didn't really get to have a chance to do regular rotations. You have to do a lot of online classes as opposed to hands on. And mm -hmm. so I can't imagine being a brand new nurse and then not having as much hands on. But if I heard you right, you said that you were able to observe nurses do the blood transfusions, which ultimately gave you more confidence in your role. Is that right? Absolutely. And I think that's one of the things that you lack as a, as a you know, new nurse coming onto the floor, whether you get preceptive for six months or, you know, I didn't get preceptive for that long either. Um, and it was due to COVID, right? You needed nurses right away on the floor. Like, and I know that that might not happen at some facilities, but here it happened for me. And uh, I think because I previously worked there too, I think they just assumed that I knew more. And I'm like, no, I don't, no, I don't. Um, but thankfully for me again, um, because I had already worked there and built these relationships with these nurses, I was able to say, hey, so-and-so, can you help me with? Um, or I, I'm so afraid to talk to this doctor. I don't know how to communicate. I know it's S-bar. Uh, it's intimidating. I remember being a brand new nurse. You know, sometimes, I mean, thankfully, at Armel, the doctors are, are pretty, they're just nicer and they knew me already. So I'm like, I know I'm not communicating that well right now. I'm a little nervous to talk to you. <laughs> and I would just tell them, hey, like, this is, this is what it is. But so they were, uh, they gave me a lot of grace for sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how in the world you worked and went to school. I, I wasn't able to work when I went to nursing school. I just, I cannot imagine. And then you said you're a single mom too. That must have been tough. It is. It was. Um, I would say I give it up to my kids. For my kids are slightly older. My older two are. Uh, my daughter's birthday is today. Actually, she's fifteen. Oh, um, 
Thank you. And um, my son is 14 and I have a seven-year-old. My seven-year-old had a really hard time. He was the one getting naked in front of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so like it was a lot of like trying to manage and juggle and again you just learn to adjust because I wasn't gonna quit and that's just not in me to quit and we just kind of make make it work. I think the the hardest part for me was the emotional side. The am I gonna bring something home? Um, there was a lot of um, oh well so and so had um, this patient that you were taking care of had COVID and. And, but it's two weeks later and like, wait, what, what do you mean? I could have brought that home. I mean, but again, I took all the necessary precautions that I needed to take um, as a mom and, you know, being terrified at times. And so I would, I would literally get undressed in the garage and have my kids bring me a bag and say, I have a whole nother different thing here. I'm going to kind of detox and then go into the house and go straight into the shower and like manage that that way. So. So I see that you're an elected leader in your school district. Can you tell us about that process? How did you get involved? And why did you want to serve on the school board? So education to me has always been my safe haven. It's always been something that I, I look to for, for comfort. Um, knowledge is just something that I, I, I am hungry for. So as a little kid up, up through my, you know, upbringing and whatnot. And so when I decided I'm many years ago, I started with Girl Scouts and I met the mayor of Berwyn um, through that. And because his wife, uh, I was a, a Girl Scout leader and I was actually trying to promote and grow a, a, a group here in Berwyn in North Berwyn for my daughter who wanted to join board Girl Scouts, but there was, it wasn't available. So then we ended up creating a group and now we're a couple groups strong <laughs> where we have like anywhere from the pre-K level up. So it's really nice to have seen that grow, but it's them from there, from one conversation with the mayor and then um, also being involved in my PTA, PTO at the schools, at the, both the elementary and the, and the um, middle school level. And then I decided to step away from it all when I started nursing school. But then again, towards like, the middle end of nursing school, um, the mayor approached me and said, hey, there's this position available. I think you'd be a great fit. And I was like, oh, no, I'm in the middle of nursing school. I don't know if I want to do this. It's a lot to take on. It's probably going to be a lot of um, work <laughs> involved. But then I was like, you know what? I do want to be informed as to what's going on in my kids' district. How can I create change there? And I, there is a nurse already on the school board. Um, she is, she was a school nurse for a long, long time. And, um, so she, and she was also one of my Girl Scout leaders. So I was like, Hey, what do you think? And I started asking questions and I knew a few people that were on the board already. And I'm like, okay, well, let's do this. So once I had a few conversations and they reassured me that this was going to be something solid that might not interfere, at least not immediately with my um, nursing school journey, then I decided, yeah, this is going to be something for me. So the way I got... <laughs> I was able to get my signatures. They were due like in a week. <laughs> and because I, I was informed of this very quickly. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm going to do this. So then I actually got all of my school nurses. I mean, I'm, I'm not a school nurse, but all of my nurses within the community and, and nursing students that lived on the north side of Berwyn and said, hey, I need help. 
I need to get these signatures by the end of this weekend. Could you all help me? And through social media and like just word of mouth, I, I let them know my view. I was like, I want to come in and shake things up, at least give a new perspective, a different view, um, bring fresh eyes to, to, to things. And, and I think that I have the power to do that, you know? And so I went door to door that weekend, um, drove around like crazy, got my signatures, got to the, the place to the poll, the poll place to actually submit my, my, my bid for, for that. And then people voted and I came out pretty strong, which was, I was like, wow, I was, I was like surprised. And people were like, it was just amazing how people do respond to you. And I, I think I have, I think I have made an impact since I've been on the school board. I've learned a lot about how the process works, um, how decisions get made, how difficult some of these things are some of the controversies that come be, come up behind closed doors that you don't really see um, as a parent. But now I understand from that perspective. So um, I'm able to now better communicate as a nurse, even in the school setting, like certain things that I wasn't able to do before. But I, I would like to use that um, platform, so to speak, to, to encourage other things like health, fitness, things that are super important to me from the health perspective. Um, not only in North Berwyn, but in other communities as well. Thank you for that. I bet you are making a difference. I can tell you're passionate. Thank you. <laughs> I'm long-winded with my answers. I am a talker, if you can't tell. <laughs> so can you tell us about your dreams, specifically around creating a preventative health initiative for kids? What do you want to change, and how will an initiative like this help? So for me, um, okay, so working at an LTEC, especially through COVID, I think that I saw too many, too many casualties in, in the young age range. And, and I don't mean young, like just like itty bitties or, or like anyone at, at 18 or you're younger. I meant like, like people in their thirties and forties, people my age, right? So then for me, I think that creating uh, like a preventative health kind of perspective within the community can be amplified so that the outcomes in your 30s and 40s can change, you know, so that way you're not, you're on less medication, you're dealing with less chronic illnesses. If you implement this, let's say if I implement this on a pre-K level, if I can get not only my district or Cicero, or Cicero School District, which is the district that I work for, um to implement something at that level with families so changing the mindset of how people think about health and health care um because i feel like now it's just like we're treating the symptoms instead of getting in front of the problems like for example type 2 diabetes we all know that's something that can be taken care of it does not have to get to the point where you're amputating legs and turning that turns into gangrene and you're losing stuff you just you don't have to be on insulin. You can't, and all that is really expensive. If you think about these communities that are that suffer the most with these chronic illnesses and diseases and stuff that you don't have to deal with that can be prevented, are the low-income communities, the ones that are you know have the food deserts, have these things that if we, as a community, kind of take care of our own, 
and it starts with education and it starts with implementing these these things at at the at the youngest level at the young family level because i know as a parent we care about our children we want our children to have the best outcomes but we we have to stop thinking and uh, um i think just about like how are we going to live materialistically or our lifestyle or finances or that kind of stuff but also incorporate like do you want a uh do you want a life a long life span you know like um do you want to live life living life or do you want to live life slowing die, dying slowly you know what i'm saying it's kind of one of those things that like people are living longer but they're living longer because they're on meds that are keeping them alive in a very bad state how do you want to live to, you know towards the end of your life and and some people don't think um, a lot of people think that it's, if you're thinking like 60s, 70s, 80s, no, I'm, I'm talking about 30s, 40s, and 50s. Like, how do you want to live that part of your life? And so, yeah, I think it's important to start young, implement those um, habits, behaviors, mindset, and then, you know, and then continue on. So, like, get, you know, get the pre-K to work with the elementary schools, the elementary schools to work with the middle schools, and then keep implementing that it, it takes me back i had we had this training yesterday where they were talking about why school nurses became school nurses um why they brought them into the school systems and one of the reasons was because the military had unfit soldiers when they were trying to recruit for i don't remember which war but they were trying to recruit and the reason why they implemented school nurses was to to be, to make sure that by the time they were ready to recruit that these soldiers would be fit and ready. So once they implemented school nurses, they actually had that you know ripple effect of like, oh, now we have fit kids because they're eight, 18 year olds, right? But they're like fit now to serve. So the, you take the same dynamic and the same kind of thinking. And if we can change the way we think about things and the way we um, think about medicine, then we can then ampl you know kind of set that up so that our community can think the same and it starts with i think it starts with people like us to have that that trust and that connection with the community absolutely <clears throat> so clara can you tell us about your personality and life experience and how it's impacted you as a nurse oh <laughs> so my my life has been full of tragedy full of trauma but that doesn't that hasn't stopped me from being a bubbly person <laughs> i am i think a very empathetic person i think i take on a lot of um people's emotions and energies around me i am a giver i love to take care of people i think it's something that it just comes second like nature to me I, I enjoy that side of it um i think that's another reason why i think i had a lot of compassion fatigue <laughs> as a nurse and, and then in the hospital setting especially but um i just love it i i really enjoy giving and doing for others so yeah i think my life experience even though some of it has been really um bad i think i've experienced enough from like mentors and people that have come into my life and have shown me that hey you can step up for this person you can you know go out of your way to do something for some people have done that for me you know, in my lowest lows and as a kid, as a young adult, and even as an adult now. And, and it was really hard for me to accept that help from people at times, but 
I'm learning now more and more as I change my own mindset and I'm constantly working on myself and I'm doing that inner work that while yes, I can accept help, I can, um, I can develop myself and, and, and I can create change because it was hard for me to say, wow, I can think beyond just my school, just my job, just this. I can think beyond that. And thankfully, because of LinkedIn, because of NurseEgg, because of um, these people that have decided to do that for me, I've, I've been able to, to kind of expand my mind a bit. Awesome. So it sounds like you're on, it's, when I hear you talk, it sounds like you're paying it forward because you've received help. You've had other people help you. And now you're like doing it back, like giving back to the community. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I never thought of it in that way, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Somebody's I think, knocking or something. So, Clara, tell us about the job you are in currently. What do you like about it? And what other types of nursing are you wanting to explore in the future? So, um, what I love most is uh, interacting with the little ones. <laughs> I, I mean, and I love my team at the school. I think it's um, very a very encouraging team, um, not knowing much of anything that has to do with school nursing other than the you know the interpretation side the IEP side but learning learning more and more about like you know getting down to on, to a kid's level and and really understanding when someone that can't speak to you but but wants to communicate learning um body language i just love all of that and 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 being able to console a, a child i think it's some of the purest form of like love <laughs> it's like it's, it's like nursing at its like purest form I feel like and I can take care of them they can feel like taken care of and you not only feel the gratitude from the, the children the students the staff but like from the parents when I when I call them and I'm proactive and like hey this is this is what, what's happening this is what's going on um, this is what I've already done and this is what you, I, these are some resources that I think you can use and it just feels like I'm not only helping the student, the staff member get through the day, but I'm also helping this this parent, this mom, this dad, this aunt, uncle, grandma, grandma, whatever the situation might be, to you know provide a better situation for all of them. And so the gratitude that I think I hear in, in people's voices daily, and I actually hear it because I feel like I didn't get that a lot in, in the hospital setting. You don't get the, the thank yous as much. Um, I think that's very fulfilling for me as a nurse. Love Nurse Social? Think all your nurse friends should join? Well, you can earn serious points and swag for each one that joins in. You'll get a unique link to share with friends and colleagues and earn rewards once they sign up and verify their nursing license or student ID. It's that easy. Learn more and sign up at refer.nursedeck.com today. Yeah, you're right. We don't. I agree. I don't think we get as much. Thank you for what you're doing. Your hard work. I don't feel like we get that as much, right. unfortunately. <laughs> and it makes a difference on morale when you get that feedback. Oh, absolutely. So, as a nurse, what power do you hold, and how do you want to make a difference with it? I think the biggest power that most that almost all nurses have is the the automatic trust that people have with you 
I think. Um, I think nurturing that and really valuing that, that, that trust factor um, is very important because once that, it's just like any relationship, right? If, if that trust is broken, it's really hard to regain that. So I really value the trust that that parents give me, the trust that you know even the staff and my and my and my facility give me, and and even the community when they they reach out and they legit have questions or like through COVID having experienced all that, like hey, let's we are a team. Not only am I a team here with with you know your 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 student, your kid, but I'm also a team with the, with the staff here, and I'm a, I'm a team player with you. You are important to me, and I want you to know that, understand that, and if you're willing to work with me, then we can build that relationship. I feel like all all of these things as a nurse, it's all about you know bringing it all together, but through relationship, and then letting them know that you got them. I, I got your back. Mm-hmm. And I'm here for you, you know, and and really, really valuing that. I I really enjoy that process. And did I answer your actual question? Yeah, you did. I was gonna say I love your energy, your positivity, and I know other people. You know that gives them trust in you because they know you you love what you do. It shows. So thank you. Yeah, for sure. So, how do you think the nurse step community can make a difference in the nursing field? in the nursing field. So um, I was actually talking to um, the nurses. We had this training and I was like, you guys all need to get on nurse deck. I think it's a super positive. If I would have had this, if I would have known about nurse deck through nursing school, it would have been amazing, especially during COVID, right? When we didn't, we lacked all those resources. Um, but for me, nurse deck, I think provides that platform i always tell them it's like it's like a facebook for nurses or like insta or whatever you know like you have what i've learned from linkedin specifically you know you have this platform now um if you're a business and you have you have all these connections and what i learned from people is like that power of connection and like having access to to people like that is incredible because if you are trying to make an impact like if i'm trying to create a movement i can reach out to certain people you know i can reach out to other school districts that i might not have had access to um you know um in in other situations but like now i have access and you know that they're all nurses they're all Mm -hmm. nursing students they're licensed nurses they're nurses that have been there done that know how you're feeling um you're talking to people that understand you and that's something that's right. that i i just you just don't get you can't talk to somebody in marketing and expect them to understand what it was to, to lose a patient and you're just not going to understand where i'm coming from you can't joke around in dark humor and people understand you <laughs> <laughs> like what you know but i think that access that that ability to network um and then to also provide what what healthcare is lacking, um, that sense of like, I understand you, I you know, you're more than just a piece of chocolate. <laughs> you're more than this little thing that you know these administrators sometimes provide to us, and I'm not even gonna get into that. But like, yeah. it's just all those things that I think we need we're starving for the whole mental health being able to come to a place where you're like man i really need like there was moments where i just was in a supply closet crying or i would go into the bathroom like oh my gosh like but if i could reach out to someone like i i have one of my mentors that's 
part of um, nurse tech as well and I'll say, hey, like I'm going through this thing right now. I need your guidance. I just need somebody to hear, my, hear me out and just let me vent and give me some good advice here because I really want to just walk out and say, you know, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Those kind of experiences, I think that you have access, you make those connections, you build friendships, and those are lifelong. It's kind of like being part of a sorority. Mm -hmm. but it's professional and it's enhancing and it it just makes your life as a nurse a bit just a bit better and sweeter. Yeah. So it's funny you mentioned how, you know, it's people, nurses, nursing students, it's uh, nurse tech social. It sounds like you're already on the social site. It's like a Facebook is how I describe it. But you talk with people who understand you get it. And I've been doing this for 13 and a half years and times of COVID has been the most stressful times. And so I can only imagine how you feel being a newer nurse and just the stress you have and going back to the online learning where you didn't get as much of the hands-on stuff and you know you're new a nurse with covid and everything happening and then the burnout staff shortage so i i agree with you 100 percent. it's nurse tech community is a great place you come to it you talk to people who get it you can vent so yeah. thank you for, for for your comment on that yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all we have today on Nurse Tech. Is there anything else you want to add? Um, so what kind of a nurse are you and why do you love nursing? Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm a nurse practitioner. I work long-term care. Um, I'm a chief education compliance officer for my company. I'm an author of geriatric notes, uh, specific to geriatric nursing. New doctors read it, new NPs, PAs. It talks about non-drug measures and the pharmacological interventions. It's it's a lot, you know, everything's changing. Even the USPS task force stuff has been updated like on aspirin. So once the second edition comes, hopefully we're waiting on the final thumbs up, but that's what I do. I practice full time and I, I write and I keep my medical book up. So that's what I do. That's amazing. I love that. Well, thank you for, you know, man changing the way things are going. That's amazing. So uh, I just, I love when, when nurses go beyond just, you know, whatever they start with doing. So like you've gone above and beyond and you're, you're making a change or creating change. And I think that's wonderful. Well, I saw the need there. It's like their gap, like you learn in school and then you try to practice and then trying to fill that gap. Nobody can really teach you that. You got to get out and practice, get your feet wet. And so the book helps to connect the gap, so to speak. So if someone's confused, you know, it's a nice reminder. Don't forget your B12, your TSH and all that stuff, because it's when you're seeing all these people, it's stressful. So it's like a little nice reminder. But thank you so much for your time today on Nurse Deck and I'll see you on the community of, you know, Nurse Tech. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you. Have a good day. You don't actually have to get off, but I, I want to compliment you. First, you're very passionate and it's obvious. So Nurse Tech, please don't put this like out there, like the video's done. Um, but I, I just want to say something. So I'm watching you, I'm hearing you talk, and I admire your enthusiasm. It's contagious. And I'm kind of surprised, to be honest with you, that you're this excited with pandemic and everything happening. Because like today has been an awful day. And then all of a sudden, I do this interview with you and you've got this excitement. I'm like, wow, that's oh. 
I'm serious. Like, if, and if there wasn't a pandemic going on right now, I'd be thinking, well, how excited would she be without this pandemic and burnout <laughs> and staff shortage? Like, I can. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, like staff shorting is is awful. I mean, I I walked off of um, my last job because of the staff shorting shortages, and yeah, you know, I'm not an uneducated person, right? So, like, and, and, I mean, like, even as a nurse, but like, I just. I, I think beyond what I'm like, hey, okay, I'm going to those meetings. I'm sitting in on those quality control meetings. I'm, I'm, you know, you're telling me you want us to quality control and, and get the best rate, ratings and all of that. But it, apples to oranges here. You're not providing us with the opportunity to do that. You're giving us eight patients when we're supposed to have three, you know, and right. three. Right. Mm -hmm. and so you're expecting me to be PCT, changing these 500 pound patients that I need like three nurses, but I had to learn how to do this by myself because there isn't a lift in the room. So possibly, you know, I had to learn. I exercise every single day. Good for you. Every single day I'm, I'm up to three hours before my job, before these 12 hour shifts because I have to, you know, I have to keep myself in shape. But like the things like that, like, yeah, but I learned to like, you jam out in the, at least for me, this is my, it's a jam out. Like when I tour the house, like I got to jam out. I got to get ready myself, mindset ready because these patients need me and they need me to be in the best mindset when I'm walking in there. There's been times where I walk in, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. No, <laughs> I'm not taking eight patients. And then like, you know, you tell your boss and I'm like, dude, you are trying to give me, you're trying to, you're trying to put me in a position to kill these patients. They are, you know, there was one time where there was a patient that, you need an ACLS at least to, to take care of the patient. I was like, I have three months and I don't, they were trying to give it to another nurse who was one month in. And this, what we had, what we called HAU nurses, which were like the pre ICU nurses before they get sent out to the hospital kind of setting. And they had their ACLS. And, and I was like, this person is on like four or five different drips. They're failing they're on an insulin they you need somebody in here every and then she was COVID, and that's why they were trying to give it to us because our unit was a cold the COVID unit and we were also primary care so i we didn't have any pcts we had like six seven patients already that were all COVID, <laughs> and then yeah. I, had, I was like no i had to call my my i was like you guys need to bring someone down grab one of your nurses in hau bring her down and have them one-to-one -one. that's this is not okay I, there's no way that i can be in here every hour when i have three patients that were left to me by an agency nurse completely failing because they never checked on them throughout the night kind of thing those are the situations like we would walk into to bomb and it was not just one patient it was like four or five and i was like you know what i'm sorry but i have to i have to put in my two weeks and i don't want to end up a patient here especially having the chronic illnesses that i have already yeah I really do that so just learn but, to advocate for yourself by the way thank you for sharing that the svt and the afib because had i not have brought up you know the interpreting in the medical field i don't know if you would have mentioned that but i think that that's a big thing to mention you know mm -hmm. for people to hear because that was what brought you to the medical field so thank you for because you know a lot of people don't share personal stuff but i think that's neat that that's what got you into you know where you are today
Yeah, I mean, I love my EMS services. I would be like, I'm so, I'm so thankful. Thank you so much. Like, I remember getting a dentisting one time or being in a position um, when I when they were first diagnosing me. I was 18, so I the SBT for me triggered really, really young. Um, and when at the time they were still doing like open heart surgery on people to actually wow take care of that, I was like, no, I'm not doing that. I don't want to die on the table. I was so like anti at the time. I was like, no, 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 you're not going to open up my my chest. Yeah, you can have that. And then I said, so then I went from that experience and I, I was very active as a teenager. So I was playing sports. I was, you know, going through um, volleyball, softball, all this. And I, I've still remained active my entire adulthood. But then going from that and having, and then I didn't want to share this on air, but I was going through, I am still going through a divorce as well on top mm -hmm. of everything else with nurse mm -hmm. and all that. So like, the emotional trauma of my seven-year-old who was like going, no, my daddy's this. And I'm like, oh, I can't. Guys, I need to go. I'm going to go to Starbucks and I'm going to be there for 12 hours. I go to my car, lock into my Wi-Fi. I'm going to go study for 10, 12 hours. And like how I got the time to do this, I have no clue, to be honest. I would be doing Uber Eats or Grubhub because that was a way for me to put on Mark Klimek and listen to him while I'm driving deliveries. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. It's just like, you don't know how you do it, but you, if you want it bad enough, you just do it. You Amen. Do it. <laughs> you put some chills in my spine. That's exactly right. If you want it bad enough, you'll make it happen. You mm -hmm. have three kiddos and you manage to go through school and I know you didn't mention it, but now that I know you're going through a divorce too, I'm like, how in the world? I don't know how you did it. But like you said, you're passionate and you made it work. And I mean, your support system. I, I have I have a strong support system, faith in God that it's going to get me through. And there was times where I didn't know where the food was coming from. The bills were going to get paid, but my mortgage is always paid. And my you know food on the table and the kids got clothes on their backs. And I love yeah. it. So they're like, you're crazy. Why are you putting something else on your plate? Why are you doing the school board thing? I'm like, because I love my people. I love my kids. And, you know, my kids. And if, if they see me doing what I'm doing, having had all the things that I, uh, having had all the struggles that I've gone through, knowing what we're going through all as together as a family, hey, this is nothing in comparison to what you can do without those obstacles. You know what I mean? Like I'm sitting down doing vision boards with my kids saying, here, read this book. Here, read that book. You're going to do this now at 14 instead of me at 35. You got this now. Get knowledge. <laughs> Take care of yourself. Learn good eating habits now. That's right. These are my, my, my pet projects, so to speak. My seven-year-old is, is my, you know, pre-middle school. I'm going to teach you how to exercise because kids do as they see, not as they hear, right? That you can tell them until you're blue in the face. Eat right. well, exercise do all these things, but if, if you're not doing it, you don't know that I say mommy needs to prioritize exercise and eating right because mommy needs to be here to play with your kids someday. So they do the same. Like my son sister and dude does yoga with me. I'll do silly TikToks with him or you know, whatever. <laughs> it's fun. You gotta have fun. You got yeah. to 
Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And um, we'll keep you in the loop on the video when it comes out, okay? For sure. Thank you guys for actually even considering me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. I'm having so much fun. I'm yeah. getting more and more people interested in NERSEC, and I really hope that this does really blow up like a community as it should. I hope so, for sure. Thank you. Bye. Bye. This has been a Nurse Tech production hosted by NP Jamie Smith and RN Brianna Kinney Orr. This episode was produced and edited by Juan Paolo Toison and Julia Taliesin. Join us on social.nursetech.com to connect with podcast hosts and guests and experience a truly nurse-centered online community. Thank you for listening.